You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovins, and this is our latest look at the Detroit Tigers. I'm joined by Jason Beck, and Beck uh, hasn't been much activity on the Tiger front in general this winter, but uh, a lot of the news and notes from the last week since we last spoke. First of all, first and foremost, Ivan Rodriguez goes into the Hall of Fame. Uh, we didn't have uh, the, the final vote tallies uh, the last time we spoke. We didn't know uh, if he'd get in there. The projections were putting him kind of on the cusp, and he got in in his first year on the ballot, so that's great to see. And uh, First player, first guy who's played for the Tigers in a long time uh, to get into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, we keep talking about this uh, window of contention that they've had that's been going on for basically the last decade-plus. And, uh, you know, the, the, the core they've put together and, and what's the future of that core beyond 2017, nobody knows. But you really think back, and, and, and Pudge was kind of the beginning of it all. Uh, when they signed him, that was the beginning of the march back to respectability in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to remember back to a time when, you know, the Tigers would go after free agents and they wouldn't even get their calls returned. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember writing about that with um, Vladimir Guerrero and Miguel Tejada. I mean, those are two other guys. I remember them going after or at least inquiring about that off season, And, you know, they couldn't even get in the door. Granted, they were coming off 119 losses. And, you know, Pudge changed everything here. He, first of all, he, he brought, you know, some, I guess, legitimacy to what the Tigers were trying to do, the rebuilding effort. He brought a mentality, a work ethic here, I think, that, that goes overlooked. And, it kind of set the tone for you know, that it was okay for big-name players to consider Detroit as a destination. And yet this was a place where, you know, really, for, for a few years leading into that, it was one of the least desirable places for players to go, if you believe Sports Illustrated surveys. So there was a, there was a lot that the Tigers had to change to go from where they were to, to where they've been over the last 10 years. And Pudge was a huge huge step in that yeah you uh you post the argument on tigers.com good article about basically saying this could be the best free agent signing in the team's history and when you put the context of going from 119 losses in 2003 to the world series three years later um just no way that happens uh, without pudge coming aboard surprisingly so at the time so uh pretty good stuff there and, and great to see a, a guy with some association with the tigers obviously uh i don't think he'll have the old english d on his cap on his plaque, but uh, certainly uh, was an important member of that Tigers franchise. Uh, and the Tigers have a new member, Mike Matuk. Uh, they acquired him from the Rays since we last spoke, Beck. Uh, this is another candidate for that center field vacancy, I imagine. What's the, uh, what's the story here? Well, he, he's a guy, he's another one of those guys who, he's an outfielder who can play all three outfield positions, including center field as opposed to strictly being a center fielder, per se. But they like the athleticism. They like what he was able to show offensively in 2015. They think um, some of the struggles he had last year was due to injuries. But they think that he can get it. uh, They think he's a good bounce-back candidate for what they gave up for him, which was basically a player to be named later or cash considerations. They felt like it was worth the uh, it was worth the investment. They're still saying that center field is an open competition, but I think you can look at the candidates that they have right now internally, at least, and see a platoon of 
Matt Hook and Tyler Collins kind of shaping up is, is the most likely scenario unless Jacoby Jones goes out and wows them. Um, as of yesterday, there still wasn't anything cooking on the center field front in terms of the open market. And it sounds like that uh, unless something really falls in their laps, that they're willing to go into spring training with the group they have now and, and let these guys battle it out. Yeah, we had uh, Austin Jackson on our radar uh, for the Tigers' potential reunion there. He ends up signing a minor league deal with the Indians this week. So uh, it could be where the Tigers are filling it, uh, you know, internally or Matuk being a, a part of the formula. Uh, we'll see. But, yeah, I was looking at this back. Matuk was taking nine picks uh, before Jackie Bradley Jr. in that 2011 draft. So uh, one of those guys really took off in, in center field here in, in 2016. and. Tigers hoping uh, maybe Matuk still has a, a breakout in him. We shall see. But uh, uh, I know you had a lot of activity there with the Tigers uh, the last week or so, Winter Caravan, Tiger Fest. Um, there's always interesting stories that come out of that, interactions with players and, and management and whatnot. What are some of your takeaways from, from those events? Well, other than the Miguel Cabrera, Justin Verlander dance-off that was going on <laughs> on social media, I guess it got posted other than that, you know, really the sense you got was that, you know, these guys were, were glad to be back together for at least one more run. Uh, I think there was some serious doubt building in these guys, whether that was going to happen. Uh, being able to talk with uh, Ian Kinsler about being involved in trade rumors for most of the offseason, J.D. Martinez, uh, some of these other guys, you know, they really didn't know what was going to occur. And talking with Kinsler, even though – you know, he, he's got the no-trade clause, and he was certainly willing to, to wield it as leverage. Uh, he made it sound like that you know, if something had come together on the, uh, on the Dodgers front, it, he wouldn't necessarily have stood in the way of a, a trade taking place. He would have used his no-trade rights to leverage some concession. But by no means was he necessarily going to automatically block a deal. So it's it was interesting to see where, where guys were coming from, and it was, it was interesting to see that you know guys weren't taking this team for granted. That you know they've got probably one more shot to make this mix work before guys get difficult to control with contracts, and, and some guys have to go. You know, Juju Martinez kind of referenced it that uh, you know this is really their last guaranteed shot to to make a run, and it might not even be guaranteed at that if they get off to another slow start and force Alvila to make some tough decisions around the trade deadline. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some element, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, just to how, how easily it, it was to not write them off, but but to just assume that they were going to tear it all down this winter. And um, here they are, still standing, and there will be depth issues with this club. I, I think that's their the biggest knock on the Tigers right now is just the, the lack of quality depth at the upper levels. If, if injury strikes or, you know, if guys regress unexpectedly uh, from a performance standpoint, it's going to be hard to, you know, to, to adjust on the fly, but obviously still a star laden uh, roster. So we shall see if they, if they stay healthy, it's still a strong club. No doubt about it. Actually, I find it interesting back uh, how fast this guy's you talk about minor league depth, uh, Anthony ghosts, you know, his star really fell quickly there in Detroit and, we know there was the incident last year in the dugout with Lloyd McClendon, and, and the performance just, just hasn't panned out as planned. But uh, as part of the Matuk uh, acquisition last week, Ghost was designated and then cleared waivers. Yeah, that was incredible. It's uh, to think where he is now compared to 
a couple of years ago when he was he was traded for Devin Travis, yeah. you know, a guy who was an up and coming prospect, a guy who has ended up, you know, finding a role when he's been healthy in Toronto, and now you've got Ghost who's you know really on maybe on his last legs as a prospect right now. He's going to have to show something this spring. I know he's part of the center field competition still technically, assuming he gets a non-roster invite to camp. But, yeah, it's it's incredible to think that, you know, he was he was the opening day center fielder last year as well. And uh, mm. all the athleticism, all the speed, just it has not translated. And then when you add in the, the clubhouse issue with, with Lloyd McClendon in Toledo last summer, and it's just people, you know, teams don't want to touch him right now. Even – with the ability to, to get him for next to nothing. It just, you know, the interest wasn't there. And you wonder if that's going to be a wake-up call for him to that, you know, it's now or never for him. And that if he wants to stick in the majors and wants to avoid being one of these guys who bounces around from one minor league club to another, that the time to show it's now. All right, there you have it. The latest word from Jason Beck. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.